Hello everybody, my name is Russell and I'm one of the co-creators of Frequency Earth. I'm just here to let everyone know that we're working hard on Season 2 and it's going to be coming out early in January 2019. We're excited to bring back some old voices and introduce some new ones. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty psyched to see what the Jeff and Sheldon have been up to. So do all the usual things, share us and rate us on iTunes, but most importantly stay tuned for Season 2 in 2019. And in the meantime, enjoy our Season 1 live show, coming up now. You'd have to go back and check the records. And you can't, because they burned up decades ago in a warehouse fire. <laughs> you guys ever notice how sometimes when you're writing and performing a carefully scripted and edited sci-fi comedy podcast, you end up taping a live episode in an underground comedy room in Los Angeles called Dangerfields 2 on November 19th, 2011? It's the craziest thing. It happened to me just the other day. Here, I'm going to put my phone up to the mic, see if you guys can hear this. I don't blame you if you don't recognize that little number. Damn Toast is a deep cut from the Nebraska Cornhall Project sophomore effort. Long hailed as the hardest working one-hit wonder in the surprisingly vast Midwestern reggae scene, the NCP released over a dozen full and double-length albums before cracking the Billboard 200 for one week at a sizzling hot number 200. If you liked what you heard in this hour, it's time to find a new station, because we won't be traveling down these roads again. Or my name's not Anison, and you're not listening to Better Radio. It's Better Radio Live! In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government commissions archaeoastronomer ships to travel among the stars, to intercept transmissions broadcast from Earth, and to figure out where it all went wrong. Archaeoastronomer ship AA-23 is exactly one such ship, manned by Jeffrey Lutz, a human as brave as he is handsome, and accompanied by a Space Amigo 2200, fluent in almost six forms of communication, Sheldon. We join the Jeff now, repairing a stationary bicycle. Transmissions matching command encryption. Decoding now. Jeffrey, you've got mail. Ah, I've got grease all over my hands. Sheldon, can you have a look through that? Just read out anything marked official business. Let's see. Notice of pay. Notice of back pay. Notice of hazard pay. Uh, hazard pay? What for? Eh, something about a nebula. What? You don't feel crazy, do you? I don't. But I mean, but I wouldn't. I'd be crazy. Eh, you're probably fine. Uh, menu for a new sandwich place. I wish they wouldn't send those. Nothing delivers to this quadrant. Well, I'll save it anyway. There's a coupon. It's like they're taunting me. Letter from the parsec of space you adopted. They sent a picture. Ah, here we go. What? According to this notice, you've been officially considered, selected, accepted, and approved for an AA23 Maximus cashback line of credit. Third class. And accompanying... God damn it. Look out.
Here you go. An accompanying plastic card, second class. So what? That's trash. Far from it. The addendum to the special notice says that your new line of credit provides, and I quote, unrivaled buying power. But I don't have anything to buy. I'm on the ship all the time. It's got a picture of the ship. Look. Well, that could be any of the astronomer ships. No, no, you can zoom in. Keep zooming. Keep going. Look, in that viewport there. It's us. And you're holding the card. <laughs> How can it be a live shot of the ship? It would take ages for the image to get to command him back. He uses the ship's cameras, I bet. Rocket number nine. There you go. I guess that's neat. <laughs> and these privilege fees are so low that with hazard pay, it's almost like getting a free card. Ah, criminy Dutch. What were you trying to do there, anyway? I thought I could make two of these stationary exercise bikes into one bike that I could ride around the ship. Why? It's so boring riding in place in the gym, and I... I mean, why would you think that? Your engineering aptitude scores are low, but not so low that you might think you're good at engineering. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I've got credit now. Maybe I can buy a bike. Take care of this, would you? I'll be on the bridge. Sure thing, boss. There we go. Are you sure no one can hear us? Sure you're a hit man because you've been shooting at those guys all day and you haven't hit shit. Here, let me get you some water. Thanks, Doc. Now, Murphy, go ahead and have a sip. And I'd like you to rank the flavor of the water on a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 represents a cool, crisp, clear, refreshing mountain spring, and 10 represents, let's say, chilled urine. What do you think? Chilled urine? Oh, dear. I'll have to speak with my assistant about that after our session. No, I, I, I mean, it's maybe only a five? Mm, nonetheless. So, you understand how our system works? I think so. Fantastic. Now then, I understand you aren't the most popular kid on the playground. Well, not exactly. But then, the university doesn't actually have a playground, you know. Mm, it's a metaphor, Murphy. On a scale from ten, real life, to one, the works of Jackson Pollock. A metaphor would be a solid 6.6. .6. Let's try again. Tell me how you're feeling today. Well, I'm just kind of... No, no, no. Use a scale. Let's say it's from 1 to 10, where 1 is embarrassed, and 10 is ashamed. But I'm not embarrassed or ashamed. Unfortunately, Murphy, life is rarely so cut and dry. Simply choose a number you feel best demonstrates where you stand on the field between embarrassment and shame. Oh, okay. So I guess if I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, I'm equally both. So I'll say 5 again. Mm, not 5 again. You don't seem mortified to me, Murphy. Are you thinking these over, or do you just like that number five? I think I'd give it a five on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> sure, sure, a lot of people would. But did you know that if we arrange the numbers one through ten, based on ratings collected from a sample of 613 people, the number five would be eight, and the fifth number would be two? That's... Uh, that's confusing. Is it? I thought it was interesting myself. Um, it's both, I guess. Say we had a scale ranging from 5 to 14, where 5 is confusion and 14 is interest. Where would you place that fact? <laughs> of course, the 12 is surprise, but I should warn you, Murphy, the 7 represents the lust. Beware the wiles of the heart. Uh, 9? Curiously shocking. <laughs> and what if I told you that fact was a lie? Uh, 6? Hmm, shockingly curious. So you find lies to be not only confusing, but sexy. 
<laughs> it's not a good scale. It can't be higher. I'm not that surprised. I see. I'd like to hear your opinion on sliding scales versus weighted voting systems. But of course, this is your session, and we haven't even gotten to your dreams yet. In order to save time, let's try to visualize a point in three-dimensional space. Answering the first question on the x-axis with the traditional 10-point scale, describing your dreams on the y-axis with any number between negative 6, which would obviously indicate some kind of endless nightmare world, and 212, which would be more indicative of peaceful slumber. And since I'm wearing a new tie today, let's just use the z-axis for your opinion of that. <laughs> 14-point scale, starting at number 17 for delightful, 18 for superb, 19 for splendid, and so on. Okay, there are like nine things wrong with that. First, isn't the z-axis imaginary? Why does it start at 17? 9, 1, and 17. So, right about here. Hmm. I'm glad we're on the same page about voting systems. Sorry to hear you've been having night terrors, and glad you like my tie. <laughs> I just mean a 17. Oh, well, thank you, Murphy. It's a gift from the missus. No, I'm not having night terrors, and 17 thank you. is... She told me I look dashing in red. No, these aren't good systems. What number would I have picked if I didn't like your tie? Are you calling my wife a liar? No, it's just that it's 17. I'm flattered, but we're not here to talk about my tie. Well, not just about my tie. Let's talk about your dreams. Okay. I'm always wearing the same pair of gray and blue shoes in my dreams, even though it's not a pair I own in real life. Are they comfortable? I never really... Say on a scale from two... <laughs> from two, I can't believe it, to 29, I'm walking on air. <laughs> How would you say that they rate... Six. How about six? Really? I'll be straight with you, Murphy. Nobody's ever chosen a six on this scale before. <laughs> it's not even defined. All right. On a scale of one, not six, to ten, six, this is off the charts. Really? Off the charts? It's not just ten, or six, or whatever? It's certainly more six than any other number on the scale. Except maybe twelve, which is twice as six. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, where is it on a scale of one, for Holy Grail, to ten, Huckleberry Finn? 3.7, pumpkin carved like a kitty cat. Where's this anger coming from, Murphy? Is it the night terrors? This is the attitude of a four. Be a twelve! You know what? <laughs> this isn't working. I need someone who, is, who will listen to me, not rate my attitude. All right, Murphy. But I'll need you to evaluate our session before you leave. Let's rate your satisfaction on a scale represented by your distance from me, with this room representing unsatisfied, and anywhere outside the building and beyond representing incredibly satisfied. <laughs> Ah, that's good news indeed. Destroy the time phone! Brought to you by Quimby Rubber Tire Company, reminding you to stay tuned after tonight's episode for a special message intended only for car owners who value the lives of their families. And now, the thrilling conclusion of tonight's episode, Mary Had a Little Murder. John, look! Martha is dead! Mary, don't go in there. The murderer could still be on the loose. Is now the time to tell Mary about my secret identity? To tell her of that fateful day three years and seven months ago when an ageless demon gave me superpower beyond mortal men, giving me the ability to become 
Damned man? <laughs> Mary, I have something to tell you. What is it, John? Mary, three years and seven months ago, an ageless demon, a wandering spirit, if you will, granted me a fantastic power. Oh, John! I know, Mary, but if you listen to me now, there may still be a chance you may understand what I mean. Until this day, fate has never made me use this terrible and awesome power, but I can't let this murderer go loose. Stand back! Phantasmis mecado incendia! John! What's that smell? John? John? John! John J. Johnson, a man like any other. Until the day a spirit of the underworld granted him the incredible powers of the hero known as Damned Man. Namely, the ability to go straight to hell and no other powers. <laughs> And now, friends, a message from the tire company that cares about you and yours. Mr. Tiger, why do you cry all the time? I wish fighting communism were as easy as eating dinner, because I'd be striking a blow for democracy right now. I've got 24 seconds to get this right. What wire do I cut? The blue one. Here goes nothing. Just cut it! Hello, you villains. Dr. Fiendish here. I think we've all had enough of those government goody-goodies breaking our bombs. Haven't we? That's why I'm proud to introduce Dr. Fiendish's blue-red wires. <laughs> Item number one, three, zero, M. One, three, five, in the Dr. Fiendish catalog. Go ahead and cut those blue wires now, hero. I dare you. <laughs> What wire do I cut? The blue one! But they're all blue! Just cut it! They should make bird head pez dispensers, because then they can make worm pets. Are you sure no one can hear us? All right, all right, okay, settle down. I graded last week's tests and they were, well, not what I was expecting. So we're gonna do some review today. Billy, why don't you come up to the board here? Write the problem on the board and then your answer. Okay, number one, what is 13 minus six? Okay, okay, sure, it could be nine. Why wouldn't it be? Maybe your parents have been working with you at home on the new math and they learned in grade school. Or maybe you just wrote that to hurt me. That, that's okay. Just as long as we both know that you know the real answer. Now, Sandra, why don't you come up here and do problem number two, 11 minus four. 
Oh, fantastic, you've written four again. And it is four, just give or take another three. And I just want you to know, Sandra, that it's completely a coincidence that everybody in the class except you just got three points of extra credit. Okay, for problem number three, let's have five people come up here and we're gonna have a little contest. Good, good. One more. One more person, please. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, okay. Well, the five of you are going to answer a problem that was on the test we already took. Chalk ready? What is 23 minus 13? Randy has an answer, but it's still anyone's game. <laughs> Lauren's done. Kirby, okay. Tim, you need to write something. A number, the answer. And you all have different answers, I see. Well, that's, that's okay, because everyone's right. We're all winners. At least if we average your answers as a class. You're close to the number I have here in my answer key. I guess it's my fault for thinking you might want to learn to subtract. It's only a skill you're going to use every day for the rest of your lives. But it's fine if you don't want to learn it. That's, that's fine. Just go ahead and don't learn me into an early grave. Sheldon, I'm going to the cafeteria. You want anything? I don't eat. Just trying to be friendly, uppity robot. Hey, nothing for me, thanks. I didn't bother offering the computer anything. Welcome! Jesus. On behalf of Archeo Astronomy Enterprises, thank you for choosing Galley AA23. Do I have a choice? No! I am the larder assigned ready. Great. How about some food, Larry? Prepare yourself. I'm bailing tonight's menu. No! Is there really any chance it's going to be something different today? Tonight's entree fish. <laughs> what kind? General fish. <laughs> Anything else? Choice of fruit cup. Oh. Cold liver salad. Really? I want fruit cup, please. I'm remorseful. We're out of fruit cup. Perhaps you enjoy the cold liver salad. Let's just stick with the general fish. One general fish dinner is coming up. Please stand by. I'm boiling the fish. Your fish is done. Let go. How would you like to purchase your meal? What? How would you like to purchase your meal? I wouldn't. Now jettisoning the fish. Wait. <laughs> Sheldon. What's up? Did you do something to the cafe bot? Nothing I shouldn't have done ages ago, you freeloader. <laughs> Freeloader? I'm the only one here. Why should I have to purchase these awful meals? Yeah, I pay for all of my meals. You don't eat! I can't believe this. Okay, I've got this card here. I... Aha! Fortunately for both of us, I was lying in order to gain your confidence. How is that fortunate for either of us? Let's go bowling.
So you see, if you were to push this button, two things will happen. Oh? One, someone you do not know will die. Oh. And two, you'll receive a payment of <clears throat> one million dollars. Oh. You have 24 hours. No to... deal. Be excuse me? I said no deal, my good man. Perhaps I wasn't clear. You will receive one million dollars, yes. Tax free? It's not, is it? <laughs> I mean, how is the income classified? Is it like lottery winnings? Because then I'm going to have to need, fill out a 27B stroke six this quarter. Usually we do this in New York State, so I'd have to check the Rhode Island tax code. Or is it labor? Because I do have to push the button. So do you withhold Social Security, Medicare? I could call my accountant for you. So I've already used the 327 shelter in the previous... Look, either way, after tax, it's going to be more like 90 to to $100,000. It's free money! All you have to do is push a button. Believe me, I would love to pu push that button. Just, just look at it. That button is terrific. <laughs> it just wouldn't be fiscally responsible. There are too many variables. I'll have my mute butler, Ingmar, show you out. Ingmar! But, but aren't you curious? Wouldn't you like to feel the power? To know you've ended a human life with one press of a button? Oh, I'm sure it's great, but look, what if I really like it? Sure, the first one's free, but what if I want to push the button again later? What's that going to cost me to keep the box? Do you have another one that I could borrow for later? Uh, think of it like a game of chance. Eh? <laughs> Press the button just once, then check the news, see who's died. But what does pushing the button do? Is it a detonator? Is it a signal to a hitman? Or a doctor? Will there be evidence that the victim has died of button-related injuries? I assure you, no investigation will lead back to you should you choose to push the button. But there is an investigation. I mean, is this legal? This isn't one of those void where prohibited things, is it? Could I push the button in Utah? <laughs> the box will remain here for 24 hours. You have until then to make your decision. Okay, but when does the clock start on that? Because are, are we in the 24 hours now, or...? No, I made my decision. Ingmar, take him away. It could be a celebrity or a junkie. You won't know until you press it. Ingmar, wait. Ah, so that got your interest, did it? Ingmar stays here on the property with me, so would he be considered a dependent? Ah, you'll never know until you press the button. <laughs> Aren't you interested in the ironic twist? <laughs> Are you in Europe? Do you need an adapter? You know your kids are nerdy when playing doctor means pretending to travel through time. Hey, Pop, check out what's in the front yard. Jesus, hit the deck. Call the cops. Pop, Pop, no, it's mine. Isn't it awesome? It's my new tank. Your, your tank? You, you, you parked a tank on the lawn? Of course I did. I didn't want to block you in the driveway, and it's a bitch to parallel park. Language, young lady. And how do you even know how to drive a tank? Doesn't that require a crew? You don't need a full crew unless you're going into combat, Dad. <laughs> and anyway, these guys at the Army Surplus Store helped me get it home. You bought the tank from Sal's? 
Well, I bought this jacket, and they were having this sale, and it was either the tank or the barbed wire, but it's such a lot of huge box of barbed wire, you know, and I just got this jacket, and I didn't want to tear it while I was carrying home all the wire. Well, I don't know about this. It's not like I could just get a jet. Honey, it's still a siege vehicle. <laughs> Think of how awesome this is going to be. You know how the Je- Jones's cat is always coming over here at night and yowling? Pow! Tank! I'm just not... I'm just not sure you're mature enough for this. A tank is a lot of work. Just look at what we have to do for the riding mower. Pop, come on. You're always talking about what a great experience your U-boat was. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, last month at school, we had to take care of those potatoes, remember? So I'm totally ready to, you know, oil it or whatever. Or whatever? When's the last time it got a tune-up? Has it had its shots? Sal gave me a website to look up what you have to do. He said it's full grown already. I just don't want to see that tank up on blocks in the yard in six months. You won't. I swear, I'm totally going to look after it. They said it's a tiger tank, so I was going to paint the front like a kitty, and it's going to be like, rawr. (laughs) And you have time for this. Between your schoolwork and your job and night school, taking care of a tank is a full-time job for some people. You have to spend time with a tank every day. Well, I thought maybe you could use the tank sometimes, like for errands, so it would get some exercise even if I was busy. Oh boy, here we go already. Never mind what the neighbors are going to think. People don't like tanks, you know. What do you mean people don't like tanks? Do you even know what the word awesome means? It means me in a tank. Look it up. Well, you... You only see them on the news when one of them kills a kid. Dad, I swear, (laughs) tanks are actually really good with children. Not grad students, but with children. Is it declawed? I'm telling you, honey, our neighbors are jerks just looking for a reason to complain. Pop, it's camouflaged. (laughs) The neighbors probably aren't even going to notice it. That's fine in the jungle. It doesn't exactly fit in around here. It would need a white picket camouflage on the treads to look like a fence. Yeah, about the fence. And tanks aren't meant for the suburbs. They need frozen tundra to be happy. They, uh, they do? Well, and what if you go to a school where freshmen can't bring their own tank? What then? Then it stays home with you for a year? Tanks last a long time. I don't know how old that one is, but with proper care, you could have that one for 10 or 20 years, as long as you don't get involved in any major skirmishes. Dad, I know. And what if you move to a big city? Your mother and I want to travel. Who's going to look after the tank then? We could leave it with Grandpa. Grandpa. Annie, he's on a fixed income as it is, and those barrels of tank fuel aren't exactly light, never mind cheap. Hey, Larry, we're about to watch Marathon Man if you want to join. I do not want to join. I have discovered the secret to traveling through time itself. Oh, oh are you going to go see it in the theater when it came out then? Or? No! I am on my way to 16th century Italy to meet a young man named Leonardo, whom I shall proceed to punch squarely in the face. That sounds harsh. Yes. If everything goes according to plan, it should be particularly traumatic. 
I imagine it shall play on his mind throughout his most formative and creative years. But, like, what if you mess him up, man? What if he never learns to paint? Do you know nothing of the fabric of time? No major events in history can be changed. Only the details. If someone were to kill Adolf Hitler, it would not prevent World War II. It would only be caused by someone else, who would also call himself Hitler, interestingly enough. <laughs> okay, so then why don't you go punch Hitler? <laughs> because he was a mediocre painter at best. <laughs> Also, because when I punch Leonardo da Vinci himself, right in the nose, I shall undoubtedly become the inspiration for his greatest works. Well, you, you want to be like Mona Larry? I said the inspiration, <laughs> not the subject. With each masterwork, I will know that he was forever seeking his artistic revenge on the stranger that appeared one bright Italian morning and smashed him a right one upside his genius noggin. Okay, well, how will we know if it works? There may be clues visible across the body of his works. Perhaps the Mona Lisa will have eyebrows. Or Judas's ears will have more prominent lobes similar to my own. I cannot predict that, but I will know. Why don't you just change something that people will notice, bro? Of course. After this initial test, I shall wage war on the past. Magritte, Pollock, Monet, Duchamp, perhaps Pollock again. I will become the most influential figure in our history. Okay, uh, what about Matisse? His work I do not like. Is it a pipe or isn't it? So confusing. <laughs> okay. All right, so what if you get stuck in the past and can't get back to hang out with the dudes? It's, you know, it's your week to buy pizza for pizza night. <laughs> Just as an airplane must return to Earth, I must return to our time, Dwayne. Ah, but a plane could land somewhere else. Ah, but it comes back to the ground. Okay, well, uh, what if you flew from, uh, say, like Fort Lauderdale to Denver, okay? The ground is taller. I'll return! As surely as I was struck by a balding man in a lab coat on the day of my 13th birthday, I shall return. Maybe you should go back to your 13th birthday and stick up for yourself, man. Mm, I already tried that. It did not go well. There was a misunderstanding, an incident with cake. I retroactively had a great deal of time to think about what went wrong that day. <laughs> oh, man, you punched yourself in the face? Mm, that's one interpretation. I prefer not to discuss it! <laughs> Well, we've all been there, bro. Wait, wait, wait. What What if time is immutable and there's nothing you can change because we're all in, like, one timeline? Then I have to believe that I've already punched these wonderful painters in their hideous noses and will one day do so again. If Van Gogh has taught me nothing else, if Picasso has meant anything to me, it has been a lesson of the indomitable human spirit. Okay, but Van Gogh didn't, like, really succeed until after he died, man, you know, and, but um, wouldn't make any sense for you, you know, unless you had, oh, unless you had a kid that did it. Circle of life, hombre. Circle of life. The circle of life is that da Vinci has inspired me with his art, and I will inspire him with a punch to the face. Why does it have to be so violent, man? Think of what a total loop you'd throw him through if you just left a game of risk in the Renaissance. And have all the credit go to those insufferably smug Parker brothers? I don't think so. Farewell, Dwayne. I shall take my leave of you now, and I will not return until I am successful. Perhaps having traveled for days or weeks of my time, vanishing for only the briefest of instants from your temporally static perspective. So you want us to wait before we start the movie, or...? Yes, that would be lovely. Thank you. I've always admired Olivier. Good news, boss. Yeah? 
The bicycle you ordered is ready. It's on the recreation deck. What? Really? But we didn't receive a courier. It was in vacuum storage. It was already on the ship? It was stored on the ship, but it wasn't in the ship's inventory until you purchased it. Deck 92 happens to be sublet as warehouse space. And the recreation deck? 19. Ow! What the? You will need 20 zeroos to open this door. What? Open the, the door? The door will open after you've paid 20 zeroos. Why is there a toll on the door? Why is it so much? What's going on? You must pay 20 zeroos. They make their money on volume. Computer. The door will open after you've paid 20 zeroos. Fine. Card not read. Please insert card and wait for acceptance. Credit transfer accepted. Thank you for using this door. Welcome to the bridge adjacent corridor. Please deposit 14 zeroos to continue. Turnstiles, really. Thank you. Welcome to the exterior portion of the bridge adjacent corridor. Please deposit 14 zeroos to continue. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, computer? Yes, Jeffrey? What did that last card reader do? Nothing. It doesn't do anything. It's mounted on the wall, it costs more than any of those turnstiles, and it doesn't do anything. It deducts 20 zeroos from your line of credit. Yeah, and? Nothing else. I'm going to be broke. They can't treat me like this. I can't afford it. I'll write a letter. I'm going to max out my card. According to your dossier, you have fantastic credit. Would you like to increase your plan? But then I'll just rack up more debt. What I want is to not have to pay to walk down the hall, not a bigger line of credit. It's a very good plan. What's so great about it? There's a new plastic card, a turnstile bundle featuring up to 1,100 turnstile uses per month, and a bonus gift. 1,100... So if I limit it, how often I leave the bridge, and I, I don't, I don't know. What's the bonus gift? I'm afraid I can't reveal the bonus gift until you've signed up for the plan. I assure you, it is a delight. Fine, sign me up. Thank you for expanding the all-line of AA23 Maximus Cashback Credit. Be advised that your previous plastic card, second class, has been voided. Your new plastic card, first class, will be issued in the next four to six standard weeks. Well, computer? Yes, Jeffrey? What about the bonus gift? Of course. And now, your complimentary reading from the book of Z-Rob. <laughs> you should have learned in driving school. You know the lines painted on the ground in parking lots? You're supposed to park your car in between them. This means that all four wheels have to be inside those lines. This further means that the wheels on one side of your car should not be crossing over another line, preventing someone else's car from taking the empty space next to yours. There is a reason that the lines are bright yellow. It's so you can see them easily and therefore have no excuse for not parking inside them. And if you can't see them, you're legally blind and should have your license revoked. How much longer are we going to have to put up with idiots not parking properly? I swear, if someone does that, it should be legal to take your car key and use it to write something like, I suck cocks for nickels on the hood of that person's car. Hey, Congress, 
If you're listening, how about making that into a wall? Sheldon? What's up? Could you come here, please? My old card is voided, so I'm stuck here in the court. Hey. Hi. Why don't you have to pay to go through the gates? Technically, I'm part of the ship's equipment manifest, not a passenger. It'd be like charging the turnstiles to go through. All right. Well, you're walking me to the recreation deck and then to the workshop. The workshop? This is a graph of your standardized engineering test scores versus the galactic average. And we're going to have to stop by the gym on the way. We're going to need the parts if we're going to make this a tandem bike. I think. Yeah. About that exercise bike, uh, the thing about those parts is, uh, well, you see, uh, about that bike. This was Better Radio Live, recorded in front of a live audience at Danger Fields 2 in Silver Lake, California. It is written and directed by Rob Schultz. With food nominal production by Russell August Anderson. <laughs> Featuring the vocal talents of G. Maximilian Zaru. <laughs> Rob Schultz. <laughs> Anne Fryermuth. <laughs> Fletcher Kaufman. <laughs> with the pre recorded voices of Nicola Clark as the computer. Nick Mandernock as Larry the Cafe Bot. Kenny Beck as Dark Fiendish. And Matt Besser, Gabriel Diani, Etta Devine, Sasha Huff, Paul Mueller, Aaron McGathy, Johnny Schwartzbein, and Diana Wright as the voices from the ether. And me, Tim Greer. Original music by Darius Holbert and John Painter. Also, Z-Rob. Special... Th <laughs> and special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. <laughs> Tape operator Rocco Alloy.